In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. To this day, there are still some passages of Scripture that immediately transport me back to my preschool Sunday school class. And today's Gospel reading is definitely one of those. I will make you fishers of men, fishers of men, fishers of men. I will make you fishers of men if you follow me. I hear you singing. Some of you know that. Good. It's a cute image and a cute uh, story. Fishing for people. As a child, it called to mind memories of sitting on the shore with dad, fishing poles in hand, kind of like Opie and his dad, whistling down the dirt path with a rod over their shoulder. Fishing for people, to me, sounded like a game, a game of hide-and-seek or tag or sharks and minnows. It brought to mind fun and happy relationships with friends and with family. As an adult, though, sometimes I find myself wrestling with this image. People are not, after all, fish. And to treat them as such is somewhat of an objectifying and, and dehumanizing notion. It can reduce people to something simply to be caught or to be plucked up unwillingly from wherever they are. And unfortunately, that is the way the church has sometimes operated. Whether it be through the spreading of Christianity through the transatlantic slave trade, or through forcing it upon people, through the colonizing of indigenous people groups, or really even through the sometimes coercive evangelism tactics that focus more on winning souls for Christ rather than loving the wholeness of people, body, mind, and soul. We Christians have, at times, at times, treated people exactly like something to be caught and bagged and done with as we please. And so this passage can also be a dangerous one if we are not careful with it. But I don't think that that's what Jesus had in mind when he spoke these words to Simon and Andrew. Because in calling them to fish for people, he also models for them exactly what he means. Jesus wants to build community. That's what this passage is about. Building community. In the beginning of this passage, we see a journey of one. Jesus. By the end of this passage, we see a journey of five. Jesus is building community, and he models for us exactly what that means in this passage in three steps. First, 
Jesus sees people. Father Groff talked about this last week when he preached on Jesus seeing Nathanael while he was still under the fig tree. And we see that again this week when Jesus sees Simon and Andrew, James and John. Jesus sees people. Seeing people is the first step in building community. Which sounds very basic and very simple. But how often do we not see people? How often do we walk through the grocery store passing by others as if they were simply part of the decor? Or how often do we give a polite nod or a short wave to the people in our neighborhood without ever knowing their names? Or even here, on Sunday morning, how often do we find ourselves just slightly avoiding eye contact with someone that we don't quite recognize? Seeing people is actually hard. It is a practice that takes intentionality and careful cultivation. But seeing people is the first step in building community. Second, Jesus meets the new disciples right where they are. Right along the shore as they are casting and mending their nets, Jesus meets them. He doesn't first expect them to come to him. No, he goes to them. And he uses the language that is natural to them. Building community doesn't just happen. We sometimes have to leave our homes and leave our church and meet people where they are in their context, in the midst of their experiences. As an introvert, my wife has to remind me often that if I want friends, sometimes I have to leave the house. (laughs) I think that's true of all of us. Sometimes we have to reach out and find people right where they are. And that's what Jesus does in this passage. He finds Simon and Andrew, James and John, right where they are along the shore. And third, Jesus calls or invites the new disciples to participate and to partner with him in a common mission. Follow me, he says. Together we can fish for people. Together we can build community. Together we can do something of real purpose and meaning. We can point others to the work God is doing in the here and now. A kingdom, a new kingdom is at hand. Every community, whether they articulate it or not, has a set of goals and values. And so we need that common mission, that common purpose, in order to work together to build community. And that's exactly what Jesus demonstrates here in this passage. As we read through Scripture, you can see that these three practices, which Jesus models for the disciples, really become central to the character of the whole early church. All through the book of Acts, through the epistles, over and over again, we see the early Christians building community 
around the world through the practices of simply seeing people, meeting them where they are, and partnering with them in a common mission. So much so that these communities create for themselves not a fishing net, but a safety net. A community of love and support where all are known and taken care of. And the fish, the fish became a symbol of Christian community. You can find it even today carved into the walls of the catacombs where communities of people worshipped together and cared for one another. Fishing for people does not mean winning their souls. It does not mean coercive conversion. It doesn't even mean growing church attendance. It means building beloved community. So how are we at Good Shepherd building community? How are we taking the time to see people in our neighborhoods and communities? How are we meeting people right where they are? And how are we partnering with people in a common mission? That's the work that Jesus is calling us to. That's what it means to be the church, to be a Christian community. That's what it means to follow Jesus. There's more to building community than just those three things we can talk about. Good communication and repentance, forgiveness, equity, equality, humility, and service. There's a lot to go into fostering good relationships. But these three markers that Jesus models for us in this passage are crucial starting points for the work to which we are being called. And much of the time, we're already doing a wonderful job at those things. Good Shepherd is doing a wonderful job at those things. But today, as our congregation gathers together, once a year we get to gather together like this in one service and for our annual meeting to reflect on the year that has passed and to anticipate the year that is to come. So let us also reflect on how we are embodying these three principles. How are we together following Jesus and the work of building beloved community here in Tequesta? Looking back, I think I was closer to the meaning of this passage as a child than I knew. Fishing for people is about relationships. It's about bringing people together. So let us be fishers of people and together build beloved community. Amen.